We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. One o'clock hour here on Cody and Gold. Alex Gold, Nick Schwert with you. Reminder, it is a snitch line Thursday coming up in about 17 minutes or so. 913-586-7610. Cody and Gold, snitch line coming your way. Also, a little bit of news in the sports world. The Associated Press just moments ago uh, releasing the news that Pele, of course, uh, one of the greatest to ever play uh, the game of soccer, passing away at the age of 82. Record three World Cup wins. One of the most commanding sports figures of the last century passing away at the age of 82. Uh, I, I want to get into a little fancy football, of course, as we do on a Thursday. And this, I think, will be the final time we have our guy Paul Charchian of guillotineleagues.com join us, presented by Twin Peaks, Eats, Drinks, Scenic Views. Charge, it is championship week for a lot of people if they didn't already wrap it up last week. But I'm wondering if the way things are playing out this week, both with injury and also a little bit of, I guess we'll call it load management from the Titans, mm-hmm. if that is uh, going to change the scheduling for future years for people on these championship weeks. You know, I, we're starting to make a case for it. Uh, you know, you touched on some of the key things here. An increasing number of injuries. Like, you know, what are we at? Like 12 quarterbacks that aren't playing at this point? They never should have extended the season, by the way. But that's a whole different subject (laughs) because of exactly this. But, you know, counterintuitively, the NFL, you know, put these divisional games at the end of the season because they wanted teams to have more at stake at the end of the year. But then they have inadvertently created scenarios where the only thing that matters are these divisional games. And so then you get a game like tonight, Dallas and Tennessee. Tennessee is starting a third-string quarterback who last week was on the Lions. <laughs> I mean, and they got, they've already identified nine defensive players they don't expect to play, and Derrick Henry's out. So how are you supposed to, like, crown the best team when Derrick Henry is resting and the Cowboys might just go mow down some team and maybe even rest their starters for part of this? This is not good for the integrity of the NFL. And from a fantasy standpoint, I think this is this is not ideal either. We want to play as much fantasy as we can because we love fantasy football. But maybe the answer is a two-week combo platter championship game that is week 16 and 17 mm. together to sort of mitigate some of this stuff that might happen. Wow. So, okay, so you're saying that with the championship would be two weeks long. That's that's what I'm saying. You could do that as an alternative, and then you could continue to play a couple extra weeks and – you know, maybe even things out for when these weird situations like this happen. All right, Charge, but with tonight's game, for those that do have, let's say, Dak Prescott as a potential option tonight, when you look at the Dallas passing game, when you look at their running game, like how much can you trust that Dak's going to give you a strong performance fantasy-wise? Because if the Titans are resting so many guys, they, I mean, mm-hmm. Dak might only get 200 yards and a touchdown, which is great for the Cowboys. That might be all they need, but not great for your fantasy team. And that's, I think that's exactly the worry. I think your hope is... You kind of have to start Prescott, right? Because even at full health, this is a terrible Tennessee secondary, ranking bottom two in passing completions, passing yards, and passing touchdowns allowed. So you got to hope Prescott plays long enough and well enough that he fills out the box score a bit. Um, 
and then gets pulled. But there's a scenario where Cooper Rush is in the game longer, has more total snaps than Dak Prescott does, and mm. that'd be a problem. The guy, the one guy I feel pretty good about in the passing game is Dalton Schultz. Tennessee ranks dead last in tight end yards allowed over the last five weeks. I like Schultz here. CeeDee Lamb, I, I mean, I feel like you have you kind of – CeeDee Lamb's so good, you have to kind of play him, and you just – you hope – you hope that you can get three quarters out of CeeDee Lamb, which would still be against this defense, could still be good enough. As far as Tennessee, though, is there anybody? <laughs> like, is there, no. is there anybody? Derrick Henry's not playing tonight, so that usually leaves nobody anyway. No, I mean, we, not, you know, we, not, not at the rate, rate this thing is shaping up. And you now, unfortunately, there's, there's no third string quarterback. We don't even have Malik Willis. Yeah, Hassan Haskins. Some people are trying to pivot to Hassan Haskins. Don't. We can find we can find more help at running back than that. <laughs> All right, we're talking to Paul Charchin of GuillotineLeagues.com. We know some injuries, though. Uh, most notably, the unfortunate situation with Tua concussion yeah. protocol yet again. We know some some championship teams likely have, if not Tua on their team, they certainly might have Tyreek or Jalen Waddle. It's going to be Teddy Bridgewater this weekend. It is going to be Teddy Bridgewater. Seventy-seven NFL games played 74 touchdowns hmm. guys it's in today's nfl <laughs> how can you be a one touchdown passer in the league for a decade like teddy bridgewater and a notoriously short passer at that you know typical years he's like six and a half seven and a half yards per pass that's it you know the good news is that tyree kill and jalen waddle they've been viable for the last month with Tua playing as badly as any quarterback in the league maybe because he was concussed and, you know, they were, they had him out there anyway. But regardless of why, Hill and Waddle were still playing okay. So maybe Teddy's actually an upgrade from that standpoint. And Hill and Waddle are so special after the catch, as you guys know. They, you know, they can turn any pass, a five-yard bubble screen, anything, into a long gain. So, yeah, they, I think you still start those guys. And I've still got them in my top 12 at the wide receiver position. I was taking a look over uh, on Guillotine Leach. You do your charts rankings uh, for, for, for every position, obviously, but looking even at the, at the quarterback, all of a sudden, Justin Herbert, even though the Chargers as a team have some momentum going last week, yeah. I mean, it wasn't, a, it wasn't a strong performance from Herbert from a fantasy football perspective. I think you have him in your top 10, though, still, but typically yes. he's been in, like, the top three, the, the top four. Are you, are you nervous against the Rams this week if someone, for example, I, I have an option I can go Dak tonight. Or mm-hmm. Herbert this weekend, and I, I'm I'm kind of torn on which guy to go with. Yeah, this is I got them right by each other, um, and I I think I I think I would go Herbert because you're going to get the four quarters out of Herbert. I mean, unless you said, you know, I'm really in, I'm I'm desperate. I I'm an underdog. I'm a big underdog, and I need some magic to happen. You know, because Dak's got against this this you know defense comprised almost entirely of backups. He's got like three touchdown, three hundred yard upside if he can play, if you were to play most of this game. Um, and Herbert just hasn't done that. So it's so weird. Herbert's touchdown numbers, strangely low. He's top 300 yards uh, or he's top 300 yards, three of the past four. But his touchdown number zero one one touchdown. We we need find the end zone, dude. You're killing me. He's got two touchdowns <laughs> in the past four games. So Rams secondary, it, it's wildly inconsistent. Jalen Ramsey's a shadow of his former self. He's allowed the second most touchdowns of all cornerbacks in the league, Jalen Ramsey. So there's opportunities here. I, I, I want to believe it's all going to come together with Herbert, and he's got some good matchups on the field. So I, I, I lean Herbert just so you get, you get that whole full game four quarters of stats let's stay in LA though a Rams team that put up 51 points on the Broncos defense there yeah, on Christmas day that? their running back Cam Akers has been kind of a wild story because of course 
for a while. It looked like he was going to maybe try to be traded. He was uh, frustrated yeah. with his role. And, and now, like, is there a chance where Cam Akers, can, can, if you're someone that was patient with him and held on to him, and if you're still around, like, he might be the reason this thing comes together for you. Yeah, how about this? I mean, for three months, Cam Akers was like the worst possible draft pick you could have made, giving you absolutely nothing. But here he is over his last four games. He's topped 60 rushing yards in three. He's got six scores in the last four games, including the monster game last week against the normally tough Broncos, who had obviously totally packed it in. But here's another cake matchup. Chargers, they rank 31st in rushing yards allowed, 26th in rushing touchdowns allowed. It's a great opportunity for Cam Akers to keep going. And honestly, the eye test, the guy looks good. He, you know, this The Achilles injury is really tricky. I think his extended benching actually helped him. With that, get that Achilles back better to than it had been at the start of the season. Also fascinated by this aspect of the game, it's Chargers Rams, a an effectively a neutral field matchup between Los Angeles right. and Los Angeles guys. SoFi Stadium is normally packed with opposing teams fans. So what happens when a game is played effectively on a neutral site for totally apathetic fans? Is it going to be completely empty without the without the opposing team's fans? Does a black hole spontaneously form over SoFi? Let's see how this plays out. <laughs> that's interesting. I didn't even think about that. That's that's going to be interesting to see how that how that plays out. What what about what's going on in, in Las Vegas? We've been talking a ton about that here in Kansas City yeah. with Derek Carr getting benched and likely ending up with a different team next season. But Devontae Adams. Uh, is still there, fantasy football-wise, for, for championship weekend. It's Jared Stidham. Uh, Devontae Adams, though, I mean, he, he's still Devontae. I mean, is he still a must-start, though? No. no. This is the lowest grade I've given Devontae Adams in, I don't know, four years. He's at wide receiver 28. His last three games, brutal, averaging a scoreless 38 yards. And here comes San Francisco, now a mostly dominant defense. They've gotten dinged a little bit. They're awesome against the run. They're best run defense in the league. They can get dinged a little bit by wide receivers, but Jared Stidham, no way, no chance. I, I just, I, if you've got, there are other, there are other guys. Hopefully you can go to your bench, find somebody with a better opportunity than Adams. It's not, you know, wide receiver 28 doesn't make him unstartable, but you know, you're in the same territory with like Drake London and, you know, George Pickens. And, you know, I, that's not, that's not how you're going to win your championship. Lastly, uh, so Nick and I are both in, in separate leagues, but both in our championship. Nick had a, a scenario come up, though, in his league. He wanted your advice on because he was kind of the unprecedented guy that made it to the playoffs despite a seven-win team. He's going up against mm. the top seed. Uh, but what your buddy is offering you to change yeah. the pot now for yeah. the championship. We've got a cash payout, and he is and he, uh, charge. He is being impacted by injuries as well. He had Jalen Hurts, so now he's starting Gardner Minshew. He -hmm. had Tony Pollard, who's not playing tonight. Aaron Jones is banged up. So I think he's getting a little nervous, despite having the better team all year. He is offering to, shall I say, even up the payout split between first and second place. Should I, as the team who barely snuck into the playoffs, consider this? Fundamentally. I don't like it because, you know, go win, go win, go beat yeah. your game. You're never going to find a group of, of mo- a bigger group of skittish, self-doubting, knee-knocking cowards than fantasy players. <laughs> so go, I mean, I say go for it. You know, go for your win. You've got them on the ropes right now. Tony Pollard ain't playing tonight. I got, I can't imagine a scenario where they put him at risk. So go, 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 go win your game and go keep, go take all the money. Okay. So follow up to that. <laughs> Gold is also in his fantasy championship. And I have an issue with what Alex has been doing 
behind the scenes. No, no, no. He no, has, no, no, yes, no. you have been messaging other players that's in the consolation bracket, telling them to pick up quarterbacks <laughs> so the guy that you go up against can't get a quarterback to start against oh. you. So here's. I love it. That's it. That is. That is just savvy. That's Charge. just savvy fantasy ownership right there. I, I told you a couple weeks ago. All right, yeah, two weeks ago, I said I was the top team in the league, and mm-hmm. it was week sixteen, I guess, or week uh, fifteen, I guess, it would have been. And I said that I could intentionally lose, so I dropped to a two seed yep. and avoid the team that was the best, and it paid off. I only scored eighty-five. The guy that I would have played scored ninety-five, so I would have okay. lost. So it paid off already. And now the fourth seed, who I'm playing. He has Tua hurt, Jalen Hurts hurt, Derrick Henry not playing. So wow. I was. it turned out to work great. And he stuck with Brock Purdy because somebody else on the consolation side picked up Gardner Minshew. Wow. So you're calling you're you're hitting the other owners and I'm just urging saying, hey, uh, them I'm saying to find wanna, quarterback help. I said, Hey, you don't want to finish in last, do you? You don't want to finish right. in last. See, there's nothing wrong with <laughs> nudging other owners to go make moves that help their team. Now, what you can't do is go like, I'll give you part of the pot. No, no, no. We're not doing that. You can't do that. Nope. But if you're just nudging otherwise snoozing owners who've been out of it since Halloween, that's totally fine. And that is is just being savvy right there. You heard it there from the godfather of fantasy sports. So I don't want to hear any of you. Don't don't, text line says ridiculous. Nope. I just heard it from charge. I'm clear. I'm going to save this audio clip. If anybody in my league has an issue, any of you listening, I'm saving that clip right there. That is final. Thank you, Charge. Thank you, guys. Hey, it's been a great year. We've had a, we <laughs> yeah. have had a lot of fun. Hey, our Gate Team League as a for our, our show one is coming down, of course, this weekend too. We got a a chance Who's for a repeat champion, I believe. Uh, Casey Kurt, I believe, is still around in the finals. He'd be two wins in three years or whatever. So the the chance, well, the chance of going back to back is zero point three percent. I don't know about two out of three years, but that's still <laughs> that's still a hell of an accomplishment. And let me mention this: at the outset, you said it's our last time talking. Why are you so hasty about ruling out a Minnesota Vikings Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl? I wouldn't rule it out. I have a 17 to one ticket on the Vikings to win the Super Bowl, so I would I would gladly have a chance to hedge against Kansas City. I would gladly oh, take that. I I love that. So we'll we we will talk in advance of <laughs> Super Bowl. What are we at? Super Bowl 59 or something? Is it 59 already? Right. Oh my goodness! I don't know. Right. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. So we'll you know we'll talk in about a month. Sounds Both good, our teams man. Alive, heading to the Super Bowl, heading to Arizona. I'll see you in Arizona. We'll go, you know, we'll go. Our stations will, respective stations will send us down and we'll, uh, yeah, we'll do it then. I like it in person. I like it, Charge. Right. There you go. Thanks, Paul, my friends. Paul Charchian of guillotineleagues.com presented by Twin Peaks Eat, Drink, Scenic Views. Text line is split, split on the, uh, the philosophy with uh, the, the fancy football in there. But yeah, no money involved. It's not, not collusion at all. Oh, there's no money involved, man. For- no, no money involved, like not promising that anybody else is getting Oh, money. okay. Yeah, 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 that's all. He told you, though. He, he said for you, you should just stick with it. Tell that, send that text to your buddy in your league and say, no, we're sticking with the original pot, and you're going to beat his ass, and I'm going to win the whole pot. That's what you got to say to him. Well, I don't, I don't think I'm going to say that exactly. You should say it just like that. My team's not strong, man. Have confidence. I'm starting Jahan Dotson. He's on a roll the last couple weeks. <laughs> but it's a championship. That's why you're in the championship, because of John Dotson. I just picked him up this week. You sh- well, you should have had him. I've been getting lucky, man. I've been getting That's lucky. That's part of the game in fantasy football. Yeah. Actually, you know who's, you know who's carried me late is Trevor Lawrence. I had Trevor wow, Lawrence sitting yeah. on my bench all year, and then I started because Dak wasn't doing anything, so I just by default threw Trevor Lawrence, and then he started going off. 
No, Trevor Lawrence, I mean, that's the reason why we're talking about the Jags. <laughs> Other than the Titans also losing six in a row. Uh, why, why we're talking about the Jags in Week 18 having a chance to win and get in. Not having a chance. They That is exactly how it's going to play out. Win, and they will win the AFC South next week. But it's weird to have a Week 17 game for both teams where truly it doesn't. Just the result doesn't matter. Like that, for teams that are also having playoff bursts on the line, it's just bizarre how the way the schedule worked out that in Week 17 – Two teams that are trying to win the division can both lose, and, it, and to say that doesn't matter. That's just that's just ass backwards. It doesn't usually work that way in, in the NFL. Coming up in about 12 minutes, we'll get to what's trending and also our conversation with former Chiefs wide receiver uh, Danon Hughes. Um, be ready for the snitch line here in just a minute or two, guys, as well, 913-586-7610. Um, but with the coaching carousel really going to heat up soon, we know another vacancy happened this week with the Broncos and Nathaniel Hackett being fired. Uh, Dan Graziano and Jeremy Fowler – had a write-up about Eric Bieniemy. I wanted to read a snippet of it because I think it's kind of interesting why there's maybe a change of thought. It's a good thing for Eric Bieniemy, and, and I think we, we've all talked about uh, for multiple off-seasons how he should already be a head coach. But here's the snippet from it. Even though the past couple of cycles have been disappointing for Chiefs offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy, I'm hearing his name a lot as someone who will be of interest to teams looking for a head coach this off-season. We weren't hearing his name much at this time last year, and he didn't go for a lot of interviews after the season. But I'd be very surprised if he didn't get at least an interview in Denver. There are a lot of people I talked to about the coaching carousel who believe this could finally be the year B enemy gets his shot. I'm not sure what has changed since last year, he went on to say. Maybe the Chiefs' ability to maintain their high level of offensive performance without Tyreek Hill. But for some reason, he sounds like he's more popular on the circuit this time around. So Eric Bieniemy, it's well-documented, 15-plus, 17 interviews over the last three off-seasons. It's ridiculous. He hasn't got a head coaching gig. I don't want to hear the he doesn't call the plays crap because multiple guys have been hired over the last couple of years that haven't called plays. Something, obviously, uh, other than just the NFL's hiring practices is going on. I think it's a combination of multiple things. Do you think he has a better chance to go around? Because I love hearing what Graziano and Fowler are saying. I hope that's the case. He deserves to be a head coach, but there's no way – uh, if, if if I were to put money on, does Eric Bieniemy yes or no, get a head coaching gig? There's no way I'm putting money on yes because I've seen how it's played out for the last three offseasons. This feels very similar to what we've said. Maybe not last offseason. Last offseason was the quiet one, right? Like from the quote there, mm-hmm. last offseason was the one hiring cycle over the last four years where his name wasn't really tossed out. And, and because of that, I think a lot of people just said, okay, it's over. Like, he's never going to get tossed around like that. But then all of a sudden, for him to be thrust back into that situation, it doesn't make much sense to me because you can point to the fact that Tyreek Hill is gone. It's fine. I don't really think that was what what was hindering him in the first place. I think it was more so you're in an offense led by Andy Reid, so we know who's calling the shots. And we saw Doug Peterson have success early, flame out. We saw Matt Nagy have success early, flame out. I do feel like that was hurting him a lot as well, so it's it's a little puzzling to me why this time around do you, his name's being tossed out there. Do you buy into what Graziano? He says he doesn't know, but he was hinting at the like the Tyreek Hill part of it. Like it doesn't that, make sense it, though. It it doesn't because as impressive as it is, the Chiefs organization and, and coaching staff and Mahomes and everybody we're talking about them being the top offense without Tyreek Hill. I think it's a strong argument why Mahomes should win and will win, in my opinion, MVP. I still think. That doesn't change what a lot of people probably view, which is Andy, even though it shouldn't, Andy calling the plays, right? Like, they're not going to suddenly give Eric Bieniemy all the credit why the offense is great without Tyreek Hill. 
And so I don't think that factors into the mindset. What I, I think is interesting, Andy Reid was asked about it yesterday. He said, you know, maybe relationships are different. Uh, the, the NFL tried to do, and you can roll your eyes if we want at it, about the NFL. Is it just optics? A lot of times it is with stuff like this, unfortunately. Uh, the Rooney Rule has been a joke, as we know. Um, but that they did this symposium for minority coaching and, and front office candidates, and they met this offseason like, on a more personal level, is what Andy kind of described it as, uh, not just in a formal interview process, but the owners, the decision makers, getting to know Eric Bieniemy, getting to know these other guys, does that, does that help your cause? And we're going to find out. I thought it was a fair point from someone earlier today uh, that said, look, we know, you know he mentions the Broncos in that piece. He did interview with them last year, but that was with a different ownership group. Is that good or bad for him this go around? You know, Andy joked yesterday that like, I hope you know I hope he doesn't get the job in Denver. Essentially, paraphrasing, like you wouldn't if you were to pick. He's kind of like joking, um, but not joking. Yeah, be, I mean, Eric Bieniemy's at a point where he can't turn the NFL head coaching opportunity down. I mean, when you've interviewed for three cycles and you haven't been offered an NFL job yet, you're not going to say, "Well, I don't want to go to Denver." I mean, whatever. If it's Carolina, if it's Denver, if it's Indy, whoever, if anybody actually offers him, he's got to take it. He's at that point where he can't be picky anymore. What are the other jobs coming open? Like, is there a theme here? Well, so right now we know Carolina, Denver, and Indy are open. I think the Texans' jobs can open. I mean, I think these are some these... unattractive positions. Is well, usually that's, my point. that's usually how it goes, though. I mean, what? Yes no, and no. Pretty, like... ra- pretty rare. Like that's what Andy Reid. You know, the Chiefs having an opening for Andy Reid. I mean, that pretty rare. Even though the Chiefs were coming off a horrific season, franchise-wise, they're they're not all created equal by any means, ownership level and all that. But usually, openings happen for a reason, right? And, and like, I, I think the Denver Broncos is the worst one right now that's opened because you're stuck with Russ. I would rather coach, sounds weird because the Broncos have way more history as an organization. Right now, I would rather coach, we were joking with Nate yesterday, the Carolina Panthers than the Denver Broncos next season. Which is something an insane person would say. I, I know, but do you, I mean, do you understand? No, I don't disagree. Yeah, no. I mean, like, I don't disagree. You mean the Panthers will have a top 10 pick? They are. And their defense is legit. Panthers Brian might have CJ Stroud or Will Levis at quarterback next year. Yep. We know who the Broncos crappy, di- crappy division, too. Yeah. Look, yeah, they, Tom Brady the Pan- could be gone. The Panthers might be filling a coaching vacancy coming off a divisional championship. Like that's like that's a real thing that could happen. Traded the their starting quarterback, starting running back, fired their head coach. Yeah, maybe win the division. Yep. Uh huh. I think there is. If if they win the division, I do think Steve Wilkes has a really strong chance uh, to to get the head coaching gig and the interim title removed. Unfortunately for him, I do think he probably would have to win the division. Yeah, I think if they come up short, I. I don't know if we'll see. You come up short and go 500. Like that's not enough. I agree. I don't think he he would get the interim tag removed. I agree with you there. All right. Coming up next, we'll get to, to what's trending. We'll sneak in a little snitch line as well, right here on Cody and gold. This is Cody and gold brought to you by Gant asphalt and concrete for asphalt, concrete and parking lot maintenance, Gant asphalt and concrete. One contractor, all things, parking lot trusted in Kansas city since 1994 online at gannasphalt.com. Don't miss Royals first baseman slash NFL insider Vinny Pasquantino this football season with Cody and gold. My Twitter is about to unload a football <laughs> tweets. First Jets game that I have free on Sunday. It's it's go time. Six ten Sports Radio. What's trending? All right, let's check in on the hot topics trending. trending, trending. Number one on what's trending, Dusty Likens is going to be on the drive, and he was telling me about his parlay he's excited about tonight. 
That's why. That's why we're about ten I seconds late. He was in here telling you that like Andy <laughs> Reid just got fired or something because your eyes bugged out of your head. You know, he it turns just, out it's a parlay. That, that's does, what derailed the start of this segment. It was eight seconds you late. Believe it, Dave. <laughs> eight, it was like eight seconds later. He's going to be on the drive this afternoon at two o'clock. He was just giving me his his live parlay. That's all he was doing at that point. That that's what he was he was giving me a heads up on. All right, number one on uh, on what's trending. Of course, KU in the bowl game yesterday, Liberty Bowl, a three-overtime thriller. They lose to Arkansas. Uh, Jalen Daniels, after having a rough go in the first half, was incredible in the fourth quarter. Uh, the Jayhawks finish 6-7 and seven on the season. But, man, oh, man, what a, what a wild ending as well. Controversy on the last play uh, with Jason Bean, unfortunately, throwing the ball away in the back of the end zone there and, and a lot of second-guessing of, of the play call. And understandably so, I get it, but uh, hopefully some momentum still heading in to next season because Jalen Daniels, once again, will be their starting quarterback. You want to talk about momentum? Yeah. I'll tell you a team that's got some oh. momentum gold. Let me hear it. That is Dennis Gates and those oh, yeah, fighting Missouri Tigers on the basketball court. They get a big win over 19th-ranked Kentucky last night, so a conference win and against a Blue Blood top 25 team. The Tigers now improved to 12-1 and one on the season. I would imagine they're going to be ranked when the yeah, polls come be. out next week. And all of a sudden, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we thought, okay, nice start after the, the, the loss to Kansas. Maybe coming back down to earth still a few years away. No, expectations are, are real and, and deserved for this team. Yeah, the bar has been raised already. It's a credit to Dennis Gates. Like, I honestly think the bar should be tournament team now. I mean, it's, it's crazy. I get it, but do the math on – Power five teams and how many wins you usually need to make the NCAA tournament. Uh, and now they have two marquee wins on their resume to go with it. It's not far-fetched to see them getting seven more wins, including the SEC tournament. In fact, I think they're going to end up with like 22 wins now. That You win 22 with a win already against Kentucky and Illinois, and you're in the SEC, you're going to the NCAA tournament. It might be down to a question in a month, month from now where we're just talking about what seed can they get to? What seed line can they get to? I understand there's skepticism on you know, could they implode or whatever? But you don't just beat Kentucky and Illinois by accident. You know, you're high, you know the, the outlier performance, of course, is what happened against KU where they destroyed them. But, yeah, Missouri, Missouri's going to make the tournament. And if they don't, it's a major failure or some serious injury happened. Like, that's what's weird, how quickly things can shift. And it's it's deserved at this point. Heck, yeah. Congrats. To the hey, Big, big night for the Tigers. The Hawks lose. Last night must have been one of the better nights for Missouri Tiger fan <laughs> in a long time. The bowl that they C-Dot, chose not to I play think in. CDOT took today off to celebrate, too. I, he's still celebrating, is my understanding. Coming up uh, next on What's Trending, Thursday Night Football tonight, Dallas and Tennessee. Ugh. Dallas, some starters going to play for them. Thursday Night Football. No man, starters just... for Tennessee, essentially. It's a very consistent brand of football, man. Joshua Dobbs is the quarterback, not even Malik Willis. Which, by the way, might be an upgrade, honestly. We laugh. We don't know. Might be an upgrade over Malik Willis. No Derrick Henry, Malik Hooker, all kinds of starters not playing tonight uh, for for Tennessee. They're resting up for Week 18 where they're going to play Jacksonville. That's what's trending because I want to make sure we get to snitch line at the end of the show today. But earlier we caught up with Danon Hughes, former Chiefs wide receiver. We talked to him a little bit about, of course, uh, where the Chiefs are at as a football team right now. And I threw out the scenario with the Orlando Brown Jr. slash Larry Mutunzel trade, but I, I started asking him, looking at Cincinnati and Buffalo, that big Monday night football game, uh, who would he rather face if he's the Chiefs? Actually, I'm, I don't have a problem with it. Okay. Guys, I, I think the ultimate goal is to get to the playoffs. And just like you would sit if we were in a situation where 
the Bills, we were up on two games on the Bills, you'd probably see Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and several other guys sit next week uh, because you would have already secured home field advantage. In their case, there's no home field advantage, but there's just a playoff berth. So if you can rest guys to have uh, 100% for next week and that matchup, to me, I don't have a problem. I think it's smart football. I understand from a fan's perspective, you kind of get into the zone of, you know, rest and management like you see in the, in the NBA. And I'm sure that doesn't sit well with ticket purchasing sure. fans. But other than that, like, I feel like the fans, those, those fans who have a problem with it, won't have a problem with it if their team's in the playoffs. 100% with you. I, I think it's 100% right. If they if they win against Jacksonville in Week 18, people won't care what's going on here in, in Week 17, that's for sure. All right, what about what about the Chiefs here? We, we know there's a ton still on the line for them. they got to continue to win out, and then all eyes are going to be on that Monday night football game between Buffalo and Cincinnati. Nick and I were just talking about it. Uh, who would you rather still face, though, in, in the postseason? Because I, I think I'd rather face Buffalo, but I want Cincinnati to win Monday night. Uh, I'd rather face Cincinnati. Okay. Uh, I, I just feel like, and that's part of that is probably my ego, the competitive nature in me. Like there's only, but so many times I'm going to let you slap me and then I got to swing back and, and, and knock you out. And I feel like that can be the mindset that could be a resounding mindset with this chiefs organization based on the evidence of the, the Bengals having the best of us three straight times, all within one calendar year. And so I feel like that redemption, that retribution on that stage in the playoffs is coming and it's necessary. And so uh, not saying that, you know, Buffalo would be easier, not saying that they would be tougher. They possibly would be, especially with how we've ended their seasons. But I just think that's just the competitive side of me is saying, like, I want that. I want the Bengals. I want the Bengals again. Bring it on and, you know, let the chips fall where they may. Yeah, I'm going to say if Buffalo loses to Cincinnati, then, of course, it would, if Chiefs handle business, it bumps the Chiefs up to the one seed. And it does set up to where all of a sudden you could have a scenario where you're, you're playing Cincinnati at Arrowhead, of course, maybe even in the, the AFC title game, depending on how everything shapes up. How do you feel about the Chiefs right now, though, in, in general? Because I know it was Seattle. I understand they're trending in the wrong direction, but this was the best I felt after a Chiefs win since maybe that Chargers win, Dana, five or so weeks ago, uh, considering all three phases. They didn't, turn, you know, they didn't turn the football over. It was a clean game. Yeah, I think this is the football stretch that we're hoping to see that kind of play. Um, nobody wins championships in September. Doesn't really matter how good or bad you are in October. December and January football is where you need to be peaking. And so if we look at that game last week against the Seahawks, I feel like that's a game where we saw a very good team play very good football. Uh, I, I said it on players only last week. And it's not a knock to the Chiefs at all, but they are not a great team yet. And that's okay. Like, it's, it's really okay. Nobody, there were some great teams early in the season. A lot of people had the Buffalo Bills as a great team early in the season. And not so much now. They've won games, but they've kind of squeaked by. And I'm sure those fans will recognize that they're not playing their best football now. They're just happen, happening to win games. And we are beating who we're supposed to beat. We won last week decisively, 
and we have we're in another position where this week we can take another step up definitely beat somebody we're supposed to beat beat them again for what the 15th straight time and have that momentum carrying into the wild card game if that's the way it shakes out or into the divisional after the bye Talking to former Chiefs wide receiver Danon Hughes here on Cody and Gold. What excites me for potentially this weekend and also now for, for this stretch heading into the postseason is we've seen so little, Danon, of a fully healthy wide receiver core with, with Cole Harmon along with Kadarius, Tony, and Juju, and MVS, and on and on and on. And it looks like McColl might actually play on Sunday against Denver. If that's the case, it's only been a handful of snaps, it feels like, where we've had that entire complement of wide receivers. I, I, this offense has been perfectly fine. It's the number one offense in football. But I, I'm excited to see really what it looks like with everybody back involved. Yeah, I think it's I think it's time. It's it's we're in that sector of the season where you want to have all your bullets in your chamber. You want to have everything ready in your arsenal. And if you can get McCall Hardman back on the field, you can see maybe some of the brewing creativity from Eric Bieniemy and Andy Reid regarding how they utilize both he and Kadarius Tony. Uh, to me, that can catapult us. That can move us in a direction to instill some serious fear in anybody we play in the playoffs. So I, I like the idea that McColl is back for possibly two games, not just one game and then another break in the bye if we get that, but two games where he can get his, his bearings amongst them. He can get his speed of the game and then getting in, into the flow of the game better. And then if we have a bye, you tighten up the screws during that bye, and then you come out guns blazing for that playoff run. So I I think it's great. It's great timing. And the fact that we've been able to win without McCall Hardman uh, is just extra icing on the cake. So I like the idea that we're, we're relatively healthy and much, I would say, I haven't looked at everybody else's injury report, but I feel like we're probably the healthiest in the AFC. And that's it's pretty good. Dana, when you look back at what you thought this offense was going to look like before the season, what it did look like to start the season and kind of where they're at now coming down the home stretch of the regular season, what's the biggest area that you've seen them evolve over the last three or four months? I, so that's a great question because here's the thing. A lot of us did not uh, believe Patrick Mahomes when he came out during the preseason and said, we're going to be just as good, but we're going to look different. I believed it because I I feel like he has shown the ability to spread the ball around and trust his receivers and tight ends. And then the creativity that Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy employ with Noah Gray and Jody Fortson and all these guys that are just, you know, role players, but they are specific parts of this offense and they are utilized to the best of their ability and we don't put too much on their shoulders. So I felt like there was a lot of disbelief with Patrick Mahomes and you lost Tyreek Hill. Um, How, how are we going to do this? Like, how are we going to get these yardage? How are we going to get these big plays? And I remember saying it myself. I said, we just lost the ability to have a guy catch a five yard hitch route and make six guys miss and take the ball for 40 yards. That's pretty much it because everything else that he brought to the table, we can replicate somehow. And the numbers show that we have been able to do that. 
It's not the prettiest at times. You'd like to see more production from MVS because of what you what you signed him for during the offseason. Uh, you like to see the consistency with the wide receivers being more dominant, and that's part of what I want to see in these last two games as well. I want to I want to see this offense specifically a wide receiver one, hopefully two. So develop to a point where they are going to instill some sort of fear in an opponent in the playoffs. That's my wish for Christmas is that we get a guy, whether it's MVS showing his vertical speed, whether it's uh, Juju Smith-Schuster showing the underneath and intermediate routes and bouncing off of tackles and taking a five-yard shallow cross 20 yards. I want to see that going into the playoffs. But I feel like we didn't believe Patrick Mahomes, and he's shown us again that he's the greatest quarterback in the game, and he can do it with a whole bunch of different parts and doesn't need the superstar. Lastly, Dan, and I want to talk more big picture offseason just for a second. We were having a conversation around uh, Laramie Tunzel because uh, there were some comments made by him yesterday, of course, the left tackle for the Texans, who said he wants to be paid as the highest paid left tackle in football, which we all know that was very similar to the comments we heard this past offseason involving Orlando Brown Jr. We know he's playing on a franchise tag. We're going to go through that same conversation again this offseason. I said earlier on the show, we obviously don't know what the draft compensation would be, but Laramie Tunzel wants to be paid like a left, highest paid left tackle. And to me, he is a top two or three left tackle, which is to me is different than what we're talking about with Orlando Brown Jr., how how interested would you be in exploring something like that with Laramie Tunzel in the offseason where you would work out a trade with the Texans, and then I guess you'd have to turn around and trade Orlando Brown Jr.? I uh, that's, that's a tough, tough question, and here's why. Because you got to make sure that you hit a home run if you're going to let go Orlando Brown Jr. Not saying just because I believe Orlando Brown Jr. is the best left tackle in the league – I'm not I'm not saying that, mm-hmm. but if you got a guy that has been to the Pro Bowls, has protected the backside, and we are we are in a situation where Patrick Mahomes, although there are times where he's whiffed on blocks, that's gone around the league, uh, and there's trust there. If you're going to replace that, you better hit it out of the park. And if Laramie Tunsil is that guy, I have no problem with it, and I kind of go back to what we say what a lot of people say from January, February, March, and into April specifically to the draft, in Brett Veach we trust. Mm-hmm. And that can't be a wavering comment. And I know it, it, it is at times because a lot of people jump off the ship uh, come preseason or if somebody goes down or if we don't start in, in a great fashion. But I'm going to roll with Brett. He hasn't let us down yet, so – Let's let's stick with that. And if he believes that Tunsil is a guy that can fit in and and he's better based on that money, then let's go for it. Former Chiefs wide receiver Dane Hughes. You can hear him tonight on Players Only along with uh, Sean Barber. And then uh, what do you think of the bowl game real quick? Music City Bowl. We were talking Kentucky, Iowa. Are the Hawkeyes winning or are you guys going to be disappointed? Uh, I think the Hawkeyes will win. It's, it's a tough because um, Mark Stoops is the coach of Kentucky and he was actually my teammate. Oh, wow. Iowa. Okay. So the Stoops brothers were all there, Bobby and, and Mike and Mark, um, before they went off, you know, obviously Bobby went off to great stardom with, uh, with Oklahoma, but yeah, I was around the Stoops brothers my, most of my career. So I, I wish him well, 
and I hope the game is won by one point by the Hawks. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> So that was our conversation with Dane and Hughes, former Chiefs wide receiver. Of course, Dane and uh, uh, Iowa Hawkeye there, and the uh, Hawkeye is going to take on Kentucky in a bowl game coming up this weekend, as is uh, the silent reporter for the Chiefs, Josh Klingler, another Hawkeye. Both of them you can hear on the call Sunday as the Chiefs take on the Broncos. And as I mentioned there, uh, tonight, players only. Sean Barber, Dane and Hughes, 6 to 7, and then 7 to 8 o'clock tonight is that betting show. I'll be hosting that tonight. One hour of live sports betting discussion. We'll talk a little Thursday night football. I'll be honest, this is, as I mentioned, Thursday night football. We'll still do a same game parlay for tonight. Uh, not a whole lot of bets on this Thursday night game. Not a whole lot, but we will count back. We'll go back and, and look since it's the last show before the end of the year tonight. Uh, some of the top five biggest upsets in the betting world for sports. Oh, what's number uh, one? Um, you have to listen tonight, Nick. Oh, okay. You might have a I good idea. You might tell me now. You might have a decent idea if you really think a little bit back to. March Madness. Oh, one of the biggest. You don't want me to say it though. You right? can go for it. That's fine. St. Peter's. I mean, that's on the list. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So we'll get we'll go through some of that, and obviously we'll talk Chiefs Broncos props, and then uh, go back to the futures with some futures bets. Oh, back to the futures. See, because get it, get it, get yeah, it, get it. The that's movie. What, that's what, Michael J. Fox. Uh, uh-huh. Martin. So we, we do that. That betting show tonight, seven to eight, right here on uh, on six ten Sports Radio. All right, let's wrap things up with the snitch line here on Cody and Gold. The number you have reached. You've called the snitch line. And if I have to tell you again, we're going to take it outside and I'm going to show you what it's like. 913-662-1270. Leave him alone! Please leave your message for Thursdays at 1.15 on Cody and Gold. And if you think I'm kidding, just try me. Try me. So we're good? 913-586-7610. A little bit later in the show than we normally do it. You guys know how the snitch line works, though. Anything you need to get off your chest. You just finished up the holidays with the family. We're about to turn over to 2023. Why don't you get your snitch from 2022 out there and open? Because we're about to get And to once the calendar turns, yeah. those snitches are dead. I think so. Well, not, not the snitches themselves, but the, <laughs> the, you, the can't, you can't snitch on someone retroactively. Yeah, I mean, Nick tried to snitch on me with fancy football there, although Charge backed me up and said there's nothing to be ashamed of with how I handled our fancy football league. So that, that, that doesn't, I think you thought was going to be a snitch, but it, it wasn't. I think we, we cleared the air on that one. I think we're. I did think I, I mean, I did snitch on you. And, that was definitely a and snitch. And a lot of. And a lot of people thought that you, as the snitch, should mm. have to be stitched up. No, I. You should I, get stitches because you are. Well, you're not the snitch, but you should want. You're the one who should get stitches for colluding. As I mentioned, um, I snitched on you because you give Cody and I a hard time about the sweets and the nice tickets. Sometimes, occasionally, we're fortunate to have. You flew international, first class. You had the pods to Germany and all that. So you you can't. You can't say anything about that anymore. You tried that's to keep all it, public record. You know what I mean? You tried to keep it. No, a secret. I didn't. I told you. you. Tried to keep it. You didn't mention it on this show until I brought it up. You tried to keep it a well, secret. You know, that's just we do that all the time. I didn't mm. think it was entertaining. I didn't think it was. Content. There's something else I want to snitch on, but I'm not allowed. I got to wait till I think probably a month or two passes before I can bring it up on the show. A I, month or two? Talk about a tease. <laughs> well, because I, I don't want to. It's too fresh for you. And so I don't want to get you in trouble. So I have to wait. I got to wait some time. But I really, at one point, I think it's an interesting, interesting. I think it's an interesting conversation. We can even make it about not you. But I, at some point, I want to bring up the dynamic. <laughs> well, that around. doesn't help. Well, I, I, the dynamic, the, the question, I'm the scenario. To, I'm the scenario, to hear what this is. You know what the scenario that played out. I would like to know what other people would. Have. No, we're not going to bring it up today. Nick <laughs> is like, I'm the, the, I don't know what it is. So I'm, I'm interested to find out. Yeah. Someone says, anyone notice this Cody's usually, time? This is usually Cody's bit to just like tease something for. Like three well, hours. I don't, don't want to get anybody in trouble. So does anyone notice Cody's time off from the show, lady? Yeah, we. I was off last week. Spoiler: I'm off tomorrow. Nick is going to be hosting with Rob Collins 
Pete Sweeney throughout the show tomorrow. And then we're all off Monday, and then I'm off Tuesday. And then next Wednesday, I can promise you one thing. Next Wednesday, full show, back together for the first time in, like, three weeks. All three of us. Next Wednesday, 2023, new year, fresh start. New show. Year four of the show. Wow. Next week. We'll be going on year four. Starting, okay, starting yeah, year four. That's okay. what I'm saying. Going on year four. Three years this weekend will be three years of the show. Gotcha. Two years with you as almost full, two, almost two years of you being a producer for the show, right? Next year, because next, this summer will be two years. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, about a, I'm about a year and a half in. Feel good. Feel healthy. You signing up for another year with us? I think I might. You sure? You got to opt I might. in? Hey. Opt in. You're not opting out. No transfer portal. One, one. No transfer to Pride. One, two, one, three actually will be a first day back. One, four for you. True. I'll be here bright and early, 8 a.m., baby. Maybe like 8.30. I think that's a great time to show up. Yeah. I think there's no reason to show up any earlier than 8.30 for this show. Someone says that's at least a $5,000 ticket, Nick. Somebody's daddy paid for those. No, 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 no. no. Wow. That is wrong. That is wrong. I do know that. Yeah, yeah, you got upgraded, though. Yeah, that was not a $5,000 ticket either. I would have believed it if you told me, though, it was. And I, I know you wouldn't have done it if it was a $5,000 ticket. No. But, like, but, but I, I would have believed. If someone told me an international flight first class was five grand, I would believe you. No, you know, kudos to my, my girlfriend because she's spearheaded the entire thing. And, you know, we planned this trip for well over a year. And she, I guess there's apps that track flight prices. Yeah. You give them, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. a window. Yeah. Uh, you have to be very loose with your windows of, like, when you want to go. But she hounded those things religiously for a year to find uh find us a really good deal so girlfriend of the year i, I already told you i won boyfriend of the year she's girlfriend of the year for yeah that. so she just won i just found out <laughs> breaking news as well yeah there it is there it is someone else says snitching on myself the drive used to be my favorite show until nick became the producer nick's not oh. the producer of the drive. wrong show no i think he's saying the drive used to be the fav- favorite, and then I became the producer of this show. Now we're oh, his favorite. It's a compliment? Yeah. I thought they were. You thought it was a diss. Yeah. Oh, so they're. You're ready to uh, clap back at this so guy. So they're saying they used to like the drive, and now that you're with us, that it's their favorite. Well, they're going to love Dusty's show today. Dusty's going to bet throughout the entire show, I'm told. Live bets throughout the show. You're going to win or lose together. That's, that's, basically, that's basically how it's going to go down. Are there, are there sporting events happening? Uh, there's a bowl game right now, Minnesota and Syracuse right now. Oh, wow. I don't know what the name of the bowl is, but there's a bowl game going on. We know it's not the Gasparilla or the Liberty Bowl. We, we know that. Or the Music City Bowl. Or the Guaranteed Rate Bowl. Right. Or the Sugar Bowl. It's not the Cheez-It Bowl. Okay, is we're it? narrowing it down. There's only about it's 35 the, uh, left. Bad Boy Mowers pinstripe. Oh, this is at Yankee Stadium. Oh, there we go. Crappy field, looks like. Well, it's a baseball diamond, so. Eh. Dusty's been trying to plug in his headphones for better part of a minute. Well, in fairness, he's not hes not in the studio. He's in the... Broke, so I, I think they're broke, so I can't really hear you. Oh, hi. So I have no idea what's going on. I just see your lips, and I'm going to try to guess what you're saying. We were talking about the bowl game. Yeah. Very sexy shirtless. That's what I think you just said. Yeah, that's, that's what I said to you. Yep. That's you said exactly, that's definitely what I said? That's, that's exactly what I said. You nailed it, man. He's a hairy guy. Would you wax your chest Who's if a the hairy Chiefs guy? won the Super Bowl? Me? Yeah, you. Would I wax Werewolf? my chest? No, I don't have that. No, that's, I have like that's nine what, chest hairs, so it doesn't like, do anything for me. Yeah. You though, waxing your chest Not, and the Chiefs from the so Super Bowl guys, might be great. You talk about the chest hair that, like, as if I'm Pete. Pete Sweeney's the werewolf on the chest. He's got hair coming is out he? of his shirt. Is that a fact? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That Pete Sweeney's got the 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 buttons opened up for the chest hair. Mm. I yeah, the chest hair it, it's there, but it's not it's not a it's not the bear. But chest. Bing's a pretty hairy guy. Bink? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You I ever seen you ever seen Bink without a shirt on? I I have not. It's <laughs> a shame. I have not. What? The final word. Oh man. All right, final words. All yours. The last words you're going to be speaking for a whole week, man. That's right. I do hope everybody seriously has a fantastic uh, new year heading into uh, 2023. I can't wait, though. When we, it will be nice to have the full show back together. It'll be play, basically playoff time, essentially. It'll be final week of the regular season next week. Uh, but I'm, I'm curious. This is, a, you mentioned earlier, a really good week for, for sporting events. College football, national semifinals. Excited for that. Uh, and then on Monday night football, Bengals and Bills. But, yeah, I won't, I won't have a chance to talk to anybody until then. Uh, please tune in tonight, though. That betting show, 7 to 8, that betting show tonight. We'll get set for Thursday Night Football and uh, take a look at the national semifinals as well. Talk to you guys next week. The Drive with Dusty Likens next. You're listening to Cody and Gold, brought to you by Gan Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gan Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at GANN. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.